Hi, this is Neve, And I'm Emily. Welcome to our new podcast, OTTB On Tap, where we discuss everything and anything related to off-the-track thoroughbreds. We're a couple of lifelong horse girls, best friends, and former co-workers who are genuinely interested to talk about thoroughbreds. We're excited to take what we've learned over the years and share our experiences, delve into topics surrounding OTTBs, and hear questions from you. A quick disclaimer, our podcast, OTTB on Tap, is a platform for personal opinions and perspectives driven by our own research and experiences. We're not veterinarians, so please consult your vet and other equine professionals for your own personal horse-related matters. Backyard, or maybe was obsessed with the Black Stallion when they were a kid. Well, I was dating a guy in 2010, and I was meeting up with his friends for the first time. I was super nervous, but then he told me that one of his friend's girlfriends liked horses too. Insert eye roll. I remember this experience as well, and I also remember that my boyfriend at the time told me that our friend had a new girlfriend who rode horses. And I was like, great, this is going to be super fun. Can't wait to meet her. We finally had a chance to meet at the bar, and Emily showed me a picture of her new OTTB project horse she had just acquired after a long hiatus from riding, and in my most enthusiastic tone, I asked her what kind of riding she did. Eventing, she said, much to my relief. I, too, had dabbled a little bit in the eventing world. So I followed up, oh, well, what level did you compete to? And in her most casual and possibly annoyed tone, Oh, I took my thoroughbred up to advanced. It was this moment that I felt like maybe I had started to hallucinate. You see, there I was, a naive, horse-crazy girl who had only recently got back into any kind of riding, wearing a sweater that had a repeating horse pattern all over it. If the ground had swallowed me up in that moment, I could have avoided dying with embarrassment. So I did what any horse person trying to play it cool does— I asked a few more questions, trying desperately to sound vaguely horse-savvy, and then I went home and stalked her on the internet. And that's when I saw it. The Facebook profile pic of her at the event formerly known as Rolex on her OTTB, Alex. Cue me fangirling from afar. I'm Emily Kokobinski, and I currently work in the tech field as a UX and product designer, but I used to be a professional rider who specialized in selecting, retraining, and reselling OTTBs. Going back though, in my younger days, I evented through the advanced level on my off-track thoroughbred that I bought when I was 16 years old. When I turned 18, I graduated high school early to become a working student for a well-known top rider at the time, Michael Godfrey, And I climbed up the levels to advanced. My horse, Alexander, whose jockey club name was Smoky Fire, was the most difficult horse I have ever ridden still to this day. Along the way, I was named to the USAT developing rider list and attended winter training sessions with Carrie Milliken, also famous for her riding career on the OTTB Out and About. I was uh, also longlisted for the Pan Am Games and the Olympics during this time. Also with Alex, I was lucky lucky enough to compete at notable three-day events at the time, such as Bromont and Rolex Kentucky. This was before, or I'm sorry, and this was in the time of the old long school format with roads and tracks and steeplechase before you even set out onto cross country. 
However, maintaining and competing a horse at this level as a broke working student was very difficult. Eventually, I decided to move to Philly, go to art school, and get my degree in graphic design. Fast forward about 10 years where I think I rode a horse maybe once or twice, and a friend of mine convinced me that we should buy an off-track thoroughbred to train and resell. I started stalking the Canner website and learned firsthand how to navigate the backside of a racetrack. We bought a horse together and quickly learned how difficult it actually was to make money at this. Eventually, we did sell that horse, and I realized I needed to immerse myself in the horse world again to learn how to do this for a living. A top reseller at the time was advertising for a working student, and I applied, and bang, I was back in the horses full-time. A lot of my friends, including probably Neve, thought I was crazy to leave my life in Philly and go live on a farm in Maryland for six months. But before I knew it, I was renting a barn with another friend and had four fresh OTTBs of my own. Soon after, I was chosen for the first retired racehorse project at Pimlico in 2013. There were 33 of us, I think, chosen out of many, many applicants across the country. So it was run a little bit different in those days. And we each had to select a horse and blog about it and train it for, I think, about three months and then present it at Pimlico in front of a huge crowd, which was super fun. I also ran my own successful OTTB resale business for over five years, and horses that were in my program have gone on to succeed at the upper levels of eventing and dressage. During that time, we also had a rescue that I worked for as a trainer, and we also boarded the horses and helped do some rehabilitation. We showed these horses to clients for adoption. So these were horses from all walks of life. A lot of them were thoroughbreds, but not all of them. And now I'm back to being an amateur with a full-time work-from-home job, which has its own challenges when buying and retraining off-track thoroughbreds. I should also mention that just when I thought I was done with horses and have my cushy work-from-home job and my house and can stay inside when it's cold out and too hot out and I don't have to go feed horses or take care of them, well... During COVID, I decided to breed my best OTTB mare, and now I have a wonderful filly who will be three next year and starting to go into work under settle. And now let's hear a little bit about your backstory, Neve. So my name's Neve O'Connell. If you can't tell by my name, um, I'm Irish. I was born in a little village in the south of Ireland, and moved around a lot as a kid um, from age, from being a child to age 12. I moved from Ireland to the Bahamas to England and then found myself in Florida for high school and college. I rode in every one of those places and still can remember my riding lessons with my very, very British riding instructor when I lived in Freeport. I rode throughout high school, but I couldn't really afford to ride very much, so I would go to the barn and muck 40 stalls and get a lesson on some rank pony and just really wanted it so much that I did anything it took to be able to sit on a horse. It wasn't really until much later on in life that I kind of got involved in the world of off-the-track thoroughbreds, but I took a big break from riding after college because I went to school for photography, which is just another expensive hobby as well as horses. 
And I re-entered the world of horses around 2012, maybe a little, no, maybe a couple of years before that by volunteering at a place called Pegasus, which is an equine therapy center. And at first I was just grooming the horses and then I started exercise riding them. And then I started looking for a trainer and then I met Emily And it just so happened that my trainer at the time, her husband, was a track trainer, and they had a place where they could give one of her horses appropriate letdown. And so we sort of connected briefly around that time. And then once I started taking proper lessons and everything again, I was given a project by my trainer, who was a very opinionated chestnut mare. And... Soon enough, Emily was inviting me to come out and ride her horses. And then when she was able to branch off and start her own business, she happened to have a very cute, very lazy four-year-old chestnut thoroughbred who would become my very first off-the-track thoroughbred. And as anybody will tell you, they are like potato chips because he started the obsession and I've now had three of my own personal thoroughbreds, one of which is currently competing at the three-star level with his incredibly talented rider, one of which is a very nice amateur's event horse, and another that's just a great all-rounder. But in between all of that, I learned how to source horses off the track by working with Emily. I should say here that I was working at a rare book company in Philadelphia for 11 years at the time. And I was really tired of the city grind. I was tired of driving an hour and a half to the barn each way and running a co-op for the barn. And I had the harebrained idea that, you know what I needed to do when I was 36 years old, maybe just quit my full-time job and become a really old working student. I started in the middle of July. We had a crazy heat wave that year, and Emily just threw me in the deep end. I made calls to trainers at the track. We visited backsides. We did um, layups. I did a lot of first rides on horses, rode horses for vettings, and never got tired of the learning process around thoroughbreds. Emily has taught me basically everything that I know, And I've made plenty of mistakes along the way, and I think it's going to be really fun for you guys to get to know our dynamic as one very professional and well-rounded rider and one sort of naive horse-crazy girl that (laughs) never wants to stop learning about thoroughbreds. What we didn't know when we first met that fateful day in the bar in Philadelphia was just how close we would become as friends or that we'd embark into business together and the thread that connected it was always off-the-track thoroughbreds. Why create this podcast? Well, the reason that we started this podcast was we wanted to share some of the highs and lows that we've experienced in our day-to-day experiences with buying off-the-track thoroughbreds, retraining them, and reselling them. And we've learned what we're still curious about. The other thing is that we have a very popular Facebook group called OTTB Market. It is almost at 80,000 followers now, or members. 
And we've learned through that that there's a real need. You know, the OTTB has really exploded, and there are a lot of new thoroughbred owners. And there's a lot of questions that get asked. There's a lot of frustration, but there's also a lot of joy. So we want to work closely with that group and with this podcast and help new owners learn more, help them solve problems, delve deeper into finer details of the industry as a whole. And so we want to do a series of interviews and explore some thought-provoking subjects. So we also want to collaborate with the members of the Facebook group to help keep topics fresh and engaging and to hear their voices alongside our own. We can't wait to get to know all of you and look forward to seeing you in the Facebook group, OTTB Market. Feel free to reach out to us and ask us any question you might like to see featured in our podcast.